0: Radiating from the heart of America and stretching from coast to coast and border to border, welcome to On Radio, the wireless industry's weekly download coming straight from the builders and newsmakers of everything wireless. Your host is Jim Tracy, and this is On Radio. Hey, wireless family! Welcome back to another week of On Radio. This is going to be a cool show. It's going to kind of meander around the wireless world a bit. Um, we're going to talk about some cool stuff with a really, a really cool guy. His name is Ryan Sven Lundin, and you can call him Sven, but only if you're his friend. And uh, one of the th- and so, welcome, buddy. How are you?
1: I'm great. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Jim all right so um i'm going to take a
0: little dive back and one of the things that um one of the things that eric chase taught me was that i should embrace entrepreneurship and the reason that we're going to talk about power today is because of that very reason and entrepreneurship is like when you go out in the marketplace and you see something that you can add value or you can do better then what you do is you grab a hold of it and you make it happen. Um, and wow, way way a long time ago, um, we went to get some generators and and uh, we wanted to pick those generators up and we were treated very poorly. And I had this thought, boy, I could do a better job than that. And so uh, we started a generator division to provide backup power, but exclusively to cell sites. And so the entrepreneur in somebody says, hey, not only can you do it better, you can provide that service to your customer and you can make a shilling or two along the way. And lo and behold, it has become a pretty significant business unit. So what we do as an industry is to provide wireless services to the United States. And we're going to talk with Ryan today, not only about the what we do about the why so sven introduce yourself to the people like you're from the pacific northwest and dot dot dot
1: yes sir my name is ryan uh work for legacy been here for about five years based out of hq in gig harbor washington um in charge of the power division and got a great group of guys uh doing a lot of great work all across pacific northwest
0: yeah and so um One of the things that people um, really don't have a grasp of that that you got right from the get-go, right from the very start, is that if we added the speed of wireless to what traditionally has been a very staid, blue-chip, old, slow industry, that growth happens. Because we do it faster, we try and do it better, we try and provide services in a way that people aren't used to getting them. And it, and it, and it, and, and frankly, Sven, you were disruptive. It was awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're totally right, Jim. Uh, it's, it's pretty wild to see what happens when you bring a great set of core values to the table into a new market, get a great team of guys and gals together and, and just implement, implement solutions for your customers and the, the growth and the development and the happy customers, uh. Just follow. So it's it's been real fun to see, and and I think you're right. We have shaken up the Northwest a little bit in the power gen market.
0: All right, and even into the Rocky Mountains. But um, what I want people to understand is that this is more of this is more about why we do stuff, and less about what we do. And when I say the why, one of the things that our industry is known for, and this goes back into the early days of Nate, um, if you look at it. Today, 80% of all, more than 80% of all 911 calls are made from a mobile device. And that is somewhere north of 240 million calls a year. And when someone calls 911, it absolutely positively has to work life and death situation virtually every time. Because you don't know when you've got a nine-year-old accidentally calling 911 or when you've got you know some lady who needs real help real fast um, calling 911 or a you know a busload of people over the ridge into the river i mean we need help right now so that has to work every time and uh, and so that's the why we do what we do and and so part of having that wireless network up and running 24/7 365 without fail is where things like battery backup come in but that only lasts so long. I mean, if you go into the breadth of America, uh, right now in Maui, they have like these huge fires raging. If you go to California, Washington, there's been earthquakes. The I mean, we just got a note, Oso uh, mudslide. Um, a thank you note about us keeping uh, stuff going then. If you go into... Uh, the tornado alley in Oklahoma or down in Texas, Louisiana, Gulf coast, you got hurricanes, flood, flood, fire, famine, earthquake, everything bad happens. Somebody has got to step in and that's the people who provide emergency backup power. That's you buddy.
1: <laughs> You're absolutely right. And it's during those natural disasters and, and big, big time issues when people need 911 the most, uh, yeah. That also happens to be when utility power goes out the most. So yeah. that's when we are relying on on that battery backup and eventually the, the standby generators. Whether okay. that's a, a permanent standby generator or a portable generator, our guys are, are ready to go day or night deploying, making sure that that emergency backup power is going.
0: Right on. So uh, when I think about uh, backup power, I think about that little, you know, beside the house, generator that goes on. But we don't really do a bunch of that. What we do is we make sure that you've got commercial grade power ready to roll. And it started out with cell sites, didn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Started out with cell sites, uh upgrading for a major carrier in the Pacific Northwest with with legacy. And now it's developed to over three thousand generators all over all over the Northwest region uh, for major carriers. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of cell sites, hundreds of generators, maintenance, installation, upgrades, repairs. Okay, let's
0: slow down now. Okay, so um, let's start with installation. So you go out and there's still cell sites that don't have backup power. And so we're still installing new generators. Um, What is the installation process of a generator on a cell site? Because it's not like you just walk in and like put it on the ground and walk away. Um, there's, I mean, everything from permitting issues to infrastructure that's gotta be built. Todd, uh, walk us through the, the five steps it takes, the five big steps it takes to throw out a generator onto a, onto a cellular communications facility.
1: Sure, absolutely. Every site's a little bit different, but if we're just gonna take the basic installation of a generator, we've gotta find a spot for it, right? We've, that usually involves expanding the area uh, yeah. pouring a concrete pad uh, uh-huh. and, and then trenching into the shelter. Uh, we also have to install what's called an automatic transfer switch. So that's sensing that utility. And when that utility disappears, it automatically transfers, starts up that generator and provides that emergency backup power to the site. So it really takes civil crews, it takes mechanical crews, and then it also takes a, a great group of electricians to be able to work with that AC power
0: wow, so the 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 power goes out, and the generator boom comes on, but it doesn't happen by magic. First, we got mechanical permits and we got electrical permits and we got um, site development permits maybe, and noise yep. abatement and all that kind of stuff and And what we do is go out and make sure we comply with all the regulators so that we can make the regulators happy so that nine one one always works, right. <laughs>
1: absolutely so yeah permitting process and then you're dealing with with engineering teams ensuring that uh you know we're delivering every aspect of of that whether that's a engineered concrete pad or engineered fence uh the right size conduit the right size wire yeah uh, anchor inspections yeah there's a lot that goes into it
0: keeping everybody happy keeping everybody happy and so um you look at that and you go well that's pretty easy you just like but it's not as easy as it sounds because, like, once that thing is in place and you got battery pack up, like, you never have to touch it again, right? Wrong.
1: <laughs> Definitely wrong, Jim. Okay. Definitely wrong. Th- so there is so much maintenance, that goes into right? a generator. Yes, okay.
0: sir. Okay. So what, what, is, what does preventative maintenance look like? on a generator that serves, and we're gonna stick with cell sites for now, but you've gone beyond that. But for, for, for this discussion right now, what, is, what does PM look like on a generator at a cell site?
1: So a PM at a cell site looks like starting with a well-rounded, educated, mechanically inclined technician, someone mm-hmm. who knows what a, how a diesel engine works, but also knows how to work with controls and electronics Because you have two components Uh to a generator, right? It's half of it's a diesel generator, and the other half is an alternator, rotor stator, that's producing that electricity. And both portions of that generator need maintenance, need upgrades. So we're not only changing oil, changing filters, inspecting hoses, belts on the diesel engine, but we're also dealing with faults on the control that they have to plug into and diagnose and work with. So they've got a tough job on their hands, but we got a great group of guys who we do that. And that normally happens once a year in the telecom industry on all yeah. all generators.
0: So let me, let me take people on a little trip here. If you go rolling up to get your oil changed, you bring the car to the shop. And you dial in and there's like four or five people all hustling and gathering around. And they change your oil and do all that kind of stuff. And then they launch you out the front door after they charge 100 bucks. Um, that's not quite what we're talking about. We're talking about bringing the shop. With a single person to you, and he's got to understand. And you said diesel, but there's some propane out there too, and there's some gaseous generators that we have. That enough. So now that it, now you got a diesel mechanic, and you got a gas mechanic, and you got a circuit board like smart guy, and then you got an electrician, and then you got all these guys packaged into one, and you send them out in a mobile shop to do preventive maintenance, so this thing always runs 24-7, 365. This this is a pretty unique package, that's coming out of the shop.
1: Yeah, it really is, Uh, it really is. These guys, I can't say enough about them. Uh, Their knowledge and their skill sets, their ability to have such a broad range of knowledge and not know what they're coming up against, rolling up to a mountaintop remote site, and all the information (laughs) they have is, the generator's not working. So they've got to start from one end, go through the whole thing and ensure they can get that back up and running as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah. And it's not like, you know, a 1946 Ford that you got to fix. Because all Fords break down, we know that. So I'm never going to get a Ford sponsorship. But um, I I will tell you that uh, when they roll up on a site, they need to know more than, you know, air, fuel and spark.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they certainly do. That's about all I got to bring to and, the table, but the technicians bring so much more.
0: And the parts inventory that they carry with them has to be pretty significant. Plus you have to have a database because when you roll up on a site, sometimes like, I mean, back in the old day, we didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't even know what branded generators are now. Um, you guys have this sweet sites database that that is created over, you know, now more than a decade of of reliable information that changes every time you go to site, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's really what sets this team of, to, you know, apart from our, our competitors and why we sit so well and fit so well the needs of the telecommunications industry, because like you said, they've got five or six different brands and styles and types of generators. And, you know, the model before we came along was we just take care of this brand. We just look after this one manufacturer. Right. So these guys, yeah, they had a very focused skill set. But when it comes to the telecommunications industry, we've got thousands of generators and dozens and dozens of different makes and models. So our guys need to be prepared and understand and have that knowledge base and that database uh, of all these different parts and styles and types of generators.
0: Yowza. a Wow. Well, you know, um, one of the things that happens when you get emergency call outs is that it. And, and in the wireless industry, it used to happen like this. You get an emergency call out and like you were competing against someone who said, yes, no problem. We'll get you in the schedule. It's going to be six weeks from Tuesday afternoon at five. And wait, that's today. So it'd be Wednesday now at 9.15, blah, blah, blah. But these folks can't wait six weeks, can they?
1: No, not at all. It doesn't work like that. And, and if you try and make it work like that, you don't last very long in this industry. So... <laughs> You know, it's uh, 930 in the morning, my time. I've already had an emergency call out. Customer calls me and you can hear the confidence in his voice. His generator is down at a mission critical facility. He knows I'm going to take care of him. He knows we're going to get a guy to him as quickly as possible. And, and that's what we're doing. We've got a guy on his way right now. So, it's, yeah.
0: So part of the thing you just said something that really just triggered in my little pea brain. But um, we always talk about the caller who calls 911. But when you talk about mission critical facilities, that's not all, that's that's not the only end of the chain. There's another end of the chain that you folks take care of. And that is uh, like 911 call centers, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep, Fire 911 departments, communi- yep. Hospitals, data centers.
0: Police stations, I mean,
1: yep. Yep, yeah. The customer that called me this morning uh, is one of the largest uh, stores and logistics suppliers of, of blood. So life-saving you know, uh, <laughs> blood. And if, if he goes down and his generator doesn't work, uh, we're talking about life and death. We're talking about wow. not, not being able to get to the hospital. So wow. those are the kind of people that we're, we're supporting and, and working with every day.
0: And they have a pretty pretty significant need for refrigeration. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Ryan, thanks for stopping in again at On Radio. Thanks for the education on standby power. We appreciate you and your team, especially and all they do to keep us running. And uh, and hey, let's all choose safety today. This is Jim, and I'm out. Thanks for tuning in today and join us every week. Tell your people to listen in and subscribe to On
1: Radio, the voice of everything wireless.